Today we are going to be unpacking some of the traits and behaviors that we discussed on yesterday's episode about people-pleasing. Now, I am air-quoting people-pleasing because sometimes people will perceive us as having a tag or label, something that identifies who we are as a person, even if we don't believe that we are that label. So if you don't think you are a people-pleaser, today's episode is for you so that you can start to unpack and define what qualities you may have that might be making people think that you are a people pleaser. Today's episode is going to be about being agreeable. Now, before we get started, I want you to think about, are you someone who you would consider to be agreeable? And do you see that as a positive or negative personality trait or a little bit of both? It is important for you to measure both whether or not you think you are this and also whether you think that being agreeable is a good or bad trait to have. Let's get started. Hey, this is Beandrine, formerly known as, oh, good Lord, we don't have time for that. This is My Self-Worth is a Size Zero, a podcast brought to you by Embolden Label. Here, you'll turn your negative inner dialogue into a goal-crushing identity. Let me ask you a question. When was the last time you let someone see you from the inside out? That's what I thought. Today's episode, oh, being agreeable. All right, so this one is going to be one that is going to be interesting for me to unpack, and I have to start with a story, and that is agreeable is the opposite label that I would give myself for, I would say, from birth until about 25 And the reason I would give myself the opposite label is I was the complete opposite of agreeable. And um, I was oftentimes labeled strong-willed. And so I'm going to share a story today, and it's about my mom. But I'm also going to speak to the other side of the story. Um, It's difficult to share stories about our family because we love our family and we appreciate our family. And our family screws us up. Um, I have two kids. I'm definitely screwing them up. So today's story is lovingly shared about my mom and also my daughter. So my mom growing up would oftentimes label me as strong-willed, and I was. Looking back, I can really see the qualities in myself where I would question everything. I would argue with everything. I wanted control. I wanted a say in things. I had no problem telling people where to shove sunshine. I was incredibly self-assured and very, um, I wouldn't even say confident or cocky because I was always actually kind of a self-conscious younger person. But I did, at least from like in my younger years before kind of those high school formative years, I just was constantly talking. I was constantly questioning the world. I was constantly really the same person that I am now in that I wanted and needed to understand things on a deeper level. And not everyone is wired that way. And so oftentimes, if my parents were planning something or if we were needing to get something accomplished, it was frustrating for my parents to be always in a state of kind of fielding my strong-willed nature and my need to like unpack things and understand them. 
Now, I do remember these kind of little micro traumas, these these areas in my childhood that I can remember feeling dismissed or discarded or unheard or unseen, where those around me, my parents or my sibling, would be sort of like just frustrated with my whatever it was, my questions or my stubbornness or whatever that was perceived as. And I can also remember not really being affected by that label. Like um, being strong-willed wasn't something that hurt my feelings. I was perfectly fine with being strong-willed. I was, um, sometimes it would frustrate me that I wasn't being heard or listened to, but I don't remember feeling like that label was hurting me or changing who I was. In fact, I think it was frustrating for my mom that I wasn't becoming less strong-willed and that I wasn't becoming easier to raise. And she would tell you that it wasn't until I turned 18 and moved off on my own that I started to see that I might have been wrong about some of my strong-willed nature. Now, I would also say that going into my early 20s, I carried that strong-willed nature. And really, in some ways, I had a really strong and resilient presence about myself. And I found myself in a relationship with someone who broke every bit of confidence and self-worth that I had. And that was not easy. I will tell you that to look back at the woman that I was when I entered the relationship and the woman that I became after years of being put down and disregarded and discarded, I, it, it's hard for me to not get emotional when I think about how much that person was able to change my identity and my sense of self-worth. And I knew it. Like I came out of that relationship with um, an identity that felt like a shell of the person that I once was. And I knew that I had to rebuild myself. What I didn't know is that he had broken me down so far that I would have to continue rebuilding myself until I got it right because it was messy and because I had to let go of some of who that girl was originally. And I had to find my way back to some of those strong qualities that she had. And that was this really unique balance of Um, getting into deep relationship with myself and really taking accountability for some of the behaviors or traits that I had that weren't um, helping me, that weren't serving me, or um, that were maybe pendulum swung to the opposite side of the fence and turned me into someone who wouldn't stand up for themselves and who became very agreeable, which is the subject of our podcast episode today. Now, the end of this story, um, and it's really not the end, it's really the beginning, is that I have a nine-year-old daughter, and she is a little miniature version of me. She is the same exact person as I remember being at that age. She is curious, and she is questioning, and she is vocal, and she is smart, She is wise well beyond her years. She is always looking for the detail and the complexities in things. And when I look at her and I look at the woman that I've grown into, I see this fascinating young person 
who is far beyond where she should be in her years as far as how she thinks about the world. And I see that most adults don't think like she thinks. And yet, (laughs) it is incredibly challenging to raise a child who is wired like this. And it is very tempting to label her as strong-willed or to label her as frustrating um, and many other labels that we say in the heat of a moment or in a frustrated state when we're trying to move through our days and we're busy. And so I look back on the parents that raised me and I see why that label popped. I see why um, that was frustrating for them because it would have been so much easier to raise a child who is agreeable, who goes with the flow. Now, when I say that, I have a son who is what I would call agreeable. He is um, pretty go with the flow. He is pretty low key, um, easygoing. Like I'm trying to give labels that I would think of when I think of him. Um, And yet I oftentimes am working with him on digging a little deeper and doing some of these things that my daughter does that are kind of frustrating when you're raising children. And so If you're a parent and you can relate to this story, or if you have raised your kids and your kids now have kids, or if you are a teenager and you are in a situation where you are being labeled as too much or strong-willed, this episode is for you. So here's the thing about being labeled as strong-willed or too much, is that it is subconsciously teaching you that if you were agreeable you would be easier to deal with, less frustrating, someone who people want to be around and are drawn to. There are all these weird messaging statements that I can think of that um, being called a negative label like strong-willed teaches. And it's so interesting because I have friends who were raised with this label of strong-willed, but it was presented very much as a positive. And I have to tell you, and those of you who've been listening to this show for a long time, you might not like this. I might get some emails that say, you can't do this. You talk about these negative labels and you are doing to your daughter what you, you know, teach against. And so I want to explain this, but I want to explain the context. We recently in our family started calling my daughter the negotiator. And um, I in my mind, think of a negotiator as a strong business person, as a strong salesperson, as someone who is successful, who knows what they want and is willing to negotiate, which to me, I also think of the word compromise on a middle ground that is both serving to the person that is being negotiated with and the negotiator. And so in my mind, the negotiator is a very positive label and a label that felt like it was a good substitute for a negative label like um, strong-willed or um, difficult or a number of other negative labels. And then I noticed my daughter's reaction. I started noticing just a teeny bit of body language change when we would call her the negotiator. And so one day I said to her, do you know what a negotiator is? And she said, I do. It's when somebody knows how to get what they want. 
And I realized that her definition of negotiator was actually the definition of a manipulator. And here I was thinking to myself, here's my nine-year-old thinking that we are calling her something that's incredibly negative. She didn't know what the word manipulator meant, and she didn't know um, where the definition that she had really led. But what she knew or what she felt is that we were mocking her, is that we were saying that she is able to or that she is trying to get what she wants by changing her behavior. And that is not what I feel like she's doing. And it isn't the example that I want for her to to um, use or, or lead with in her life. And so I had her redefine the label negotiator and we really spoke into her these positive traits of being a good negotiator. Being a good negotiator is considering two different approaches or two different desired outcomes and deciding where in the middle you're going to land that's pleasing for both people. Being a good negotiator is being someone who is um, who is a good communicator, who is a good listener, who's good at asking questions, and who's also a, um, a processed and positive um, talker, someone who's able to really express their point well. Being a good negotiator is someone who is willing to stand up and disagree with something that they feel is wrong. When there is an opportunity to be agreeable and just go with the flow. Now, I have to tell you that oftentimes parenting for me is so, so difficult. And the reason it's so difficult is because I quite literally see the world in labels. I see the world in the words that we use to tag each other. And oftentimes those tags that we place on each other are left without a definition, similar to what my daughter was going through when she was being handed this tag, the negotiator. She had no context on it. And so what what our brains do is our brains attach context. Her brain attached a definition that wasn't accurate and it wasn't aligned with the intention that we had in labeling her the negotiator. And so when I think of the label people pleaser, I think of someone who's incredibly agreeable, someone who goes with the flow, who rarely says no, and who is sometimes, if not always, self-sacrificing in the name of others. I also think of someone who's incredibly unhappy because they're never getting their way. And in fact, they're never even speaking their truth about what they need. And so there's this resentment that grows or anger or defensiveness and probably many other negative emotions that develops over a lifetime of being agreeable and giving yourself and your needs and your um, happiness and joy and contentment and whatever else you're giving away to others. And then I think about the opposite of that being someone who is strong-willed, who is stubborn. And I think about how those people, and this is what I did to my mom, those people are incredibly unwilling to bend They are unwilling to see your point. They are unwilling to let you be right. And when I really pull back out of my family system, if I take the story that I shared with you and kind of put it aside, I, as a coach, 
and trauma specialist, I see these two harsh labels interacting with each other on a daily basis. It is much more common to see a people pleaser and someone who is strong-willed in relationship, in connection with each other. This can be in friendship. It can be in a work relationship. It can be in a romantic relationship. It can also be in a parental relationship. Now, here is the harsh and difficult truth for you if you identify as a people pleaser or someone has told you you are a people pleaser. That is, you are likely in relationship with someone in your life who is strong-willed, who is not agreeable, and who is unwilling to come your direction. Now, you will yearn for that person to be agreeable because you are tired of being so agreeable. You are tired of coming so far their direction and they come just a little baby step towards you. And the reason that it is so difficult to break the system of people pleasing is that the person that you love, and oftentimes it could be the person that you love the most, will be unwilling to come your direction enough for you to really pull back the layers and tear out the tags that add up to your people-pleasing tendencies. And the boundaries that you have to set are incredibly uncomfortable, and they will tend to make the person that you're in relationship with very, very angry. And so I oftentimes tell people who ask about my story, I tell them I had to let my life fall apart to allow my true self to come together. Now, people don't like that. And trust me when I tell you, I wish that I didn't have to let my life fall apart. In fact, I had to let my life fall apart twice because I was still not authentically standing in my self-worth and pulling out this constant people-pleasing, constant agreeable label. I know that sounds incredibly scary, and your situation may not be like mine was. My situation required me to allow my life to fall apart so that my true self could come together. My true identity and self-worth could come together. Now, if you are listening to this and you are thinking about the person in your life that you are attached to who is strong-willed, who is unwilling to bend, who is unwilling to agree with you or even hear you out, The reason that it's unlikely that they will tear out those tags is that they benefit from those labels in relationship with you, partly because you are so agreeable, partly because they were attracted to you because of your agreeable nature. And so there isn't a motivator for them to come to you, for them to draw into you and do 90% of the work or even 50% of the work to come together. So that is why I created today's episode for you to understand how being a negotiator or being someone who is willing to bend, being a bridge builder who wants to come together only works if you are able to speak your truth and stand up for yourself and really negotiate your side, as well as understand where the other person is coming from and where the other person wants to land. It's that more compromising label. So if you are a recovering people pleaser, or if you are like me as a child and you are a strong-willed individual, You need to be thinking about being a negotiator, being a compromiser, someone who is willing to stand in your truth and also allow space for other people to be who they are to their core. 
life is so much about connection and we really have better mental and physical health by being in relationship with each other and yet our world continues to divide over these labels that we wear and the really unfortunate misunderstanding of what those words represent in us and in each other. I hope that today's episode was serving for you. Again, it was a long one. Um, I may have to make these less often because I know it's a lot to take in. So I'm going to be labeling all of these episodes with very simple words so that if you see a trait or a behavior that pops out to you as something that you are suffering with or that you show up as or something you'd like to change or fix or something you love about yourself, you are able to just click on those episodes so that you can listen to things that serve you and help you, but you aren't being bogged down by those that don't. I hope you have an excellent day and I will see you tomorrow.